Welcome back to Offscript. I hope you guys are doing amazing today. Uh, last episode we were able to put out for you was on the Oscars. Hope you guys were able to check out some of that content. We still have a Parasite episode coming your way, but uh, we actually had a little bit of a break because we had a visitor. So Eric uh, Miner, my buddy from college, he's been on tons of episodes with us. He's amazing, super smart, really just, I mean... Really awesome, really great guy. I mean, he has a lot of amazing stuff in his community. Uh, he actually came out and had a visit, was able to get some sunshine before going back to Virginia. And uh, we were able to do a live podcast here. Uh, first time we've been able to do one together since, I don't know, it's actually probably the first one ever, uh, which was amazing and really had a good time together. So, yeah, just uh, brought Eric in to talk about everything from Star Wars, Game of Thrones to, quite frankly, diversity in film. We even tackled Baby Groot versus Baby Yoda. And uh, Eric gives some awesome college advice for all the new people going out there. So when you're in your you know early 20s, it's tough, I think, uh, in the world trying to figure out your place. And when you're in your mid-20s, somehow it's a little bit tougher. But uh, Eric did a great job of just kind of highlighting what his time was at UVA, or time was like at UVA, um, what it was like coming from New Jersey down to Virginia. So I just kind of asked him a lot of questions. Uh, we even talked a little UVA basketball, which was really fun. Um, and I'm, I'm very proud of this episode. So I hope you guys all enjoy it. Uh, in the meantime, make sure to check us out on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. I am going to post a picture of me, Eric, and our friend, mutual friend Carolina, on our Instagram page so you guys can see what he looks like. He looks a lot like Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, he's got an amazing beard going. So, uh, yeah, this is my interview with Eric, and uh, I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear it and hope you all like it. guys uh eric thank you for joining absolutely man so eric actually flew out here and we've been trying to get this on the books for a little bit and uh yeah you made it flight was great and as soon as you got off the flight i handed him a microphone and told him we have to do this podcast so pretty much it happens <laughs> happens the best of us so we're leaving lax as we speak no i'm kidding we're in my my little apartment cozy little studio um living the la life yeah basically man uh eric Thanks for joining, but more importantly, you've been on a lot of different podcasts with us before, all right? So actually, I want to ask you, just so everybody gets a better picture of who you are, uh, they only know you as like my buddy from college. So why don't, if you don't mind, just tell everybody kind of a little bit about yourself. All right, pulling back the curtain. So let's see, Connor and I met mm, first, second year of college, bonded over basketball, and realized we are still undefeated watching basketball game, UVA games together. What up? Uh... And yeah. that's not even exaggerating. Not even exaggerated. Like, over we are something of, like probably 40 and 0. Over the course of seven years. Yeah. So every time, and so here's the deal, guys. Every time we've watched basketball together, like, for in close proximity, we win. And I'm not, like, we were undefeated. We lost one game our junior, or third year, sorry, of, uh, at basketball. And it was Duke, and me and Eric weren't sitting together. To this day, I blame myself. <laughs> and then the only other time we came this close, well, you can't see, but very, very close, to losing, I happened to be on a date at the game. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Which That's I right. thought, there's no way we could lose. Let's bring the girlfriend I was dating at the time. Didn't work out for obvious reasons. <laughs> so Eric broke up with her immediately and was like, I can't do this. That's it. That's it. <laughs> for the team. Uh, sorry. So I'll let you continue. Yeah. So we graduated and uh, both stayed around Virginia for a little bit, but I stayed around a little bit longer. And so yeah. I've been in... Uh, capital of virginia down there uh 
enjoying the life of drinking beer on the weekends and enjoying cheaper rent, hanging out on the river. James River going through Richmond, it is the only river, the only river where in a major city in the U.S. that has Class 4 rapids going through it. So, so we have a good time. I'm be honest, I don't know what Class 4 rapids are. They're big-ass rapids. Thank you. All right, that's good. <laughs> Perfect. And all right, so with Eric uh, in town, he just came out to visit, got a little sunshine. So with, when it comes to cheaper rent, I find it pretty funny, personally, because he'll ask me kind of how much I'm paying, and he sees my tiny little room, and then we find out how much he's paying, and it's like, oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish I could trade at this point. Yeah, that'd mm-hmm. be nice. Uh, so yeah, Eric, when uh, can I just move into your house? Well, my room is three times the size of yours, so there would be space. I have a roommate. You know what? Yeah, I was going to say, why don't we just put a little cot in the corner for me? You there know? you go. <laughs> my girlfriend might uh, might disagree for a time, but, you know, she get over it. she'll get over it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Eric, I kind of want to touch on a lot of different topics today, buddy. Um, I don't really know where we want to start, but we actually uh, weren't able to really talk about the end of Game of Thrones properly. No. So, and I apologize to the viewers. Like, we actually had an episode, the Bells episode, and I, I was very angry. You were angry. And we talked to each other about it, and then just it never, it was that weird time where you were really, like, working a lot. Rachel, your current girlfriend, just got in the mm-hmm. picture. Um, and we never really got time to actually sit down and do the whole episode. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, uh, the ending of Game of Thrones, let's just walk through what's uh, one way you would have changed it and why. Well... And I, and I know I know what you're thinking, because we yes. like to change big... We're big picture people. We are big picture. I won't I won't go as so far to share my real thoughts of saying how I think Peter Baelish should have never been killed in the first place. Dude. And he should have been the one to ultimately be on the, on the throne at the end. But small picture, working within, I'll give credit to the actors who did a phenomenal job with the script they were giving, the cinematography... Was incredible. Yeah, the dragon. It was very it's pretty sick. Very yeah. well done. I mean, just the impending doom of the White Walkers just storming the castle. That was very well done. I yeah. liked that. Um, you know, and even as much as it pained me to see Daenerys go back and destroy a whole town with just a dragon. You know, never mind one dragon dies with a spear going through its neck, but the other can destroy an entire family. Man, but, and, <laughs> I mean, to this day, I, I was. Guy was so angry about the Rhaegal dying um, because it was just so, it was worthless. Basically, it's, yeah, Danny kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. How would she have just forgotten about, and also she's on a dragon in the middle of the air. Like, come on, people. And she already lost a dragon to the Night King. Yeah, wouldn't you be so, a little more protective and like, yeah. But all that, all that to say, I didn't like in terms of, the ending, Bran on the throne, fine. John going up, back up to the north. Honestly, that makes sense. Sansa being, you know, queen in the north, that makes sense. I didn't like the the way they went political on us, but you know, I all of the ways that they like democracy. When the hell did Game of Thrones have democracy? Yeah, like, so that's dumb. I guess let me ask a better question for you. Game of Thrones ended. We're already kind of frustrated. Will there be a civil war in the next three years? Mm, no. Really? No. I think yes. Mm. I, if they had ended it better, sure, they could be. But Game of Thrones, the writers, were so rushed to go to the next season. I argue in a different way. 
there just won't be spinoffs because they didn't end it well enough to warrant Ooh, spinoffs. Ooh, I like that. That's good. So I think that Dorne, the Iron Islands, and quite frankly, I mean, anybody, I think Braun is in charge of the Reach, which, I mean, it's nobody. I think they're all going to team up and just take him down. It's going to take forever for Sansa to take her army down to King's Landing. You could do a siege on King's Landing when kill Bran. Like, Bran's a worthless king. Was it Bran the Broken? Yeah, but he does have the benefit of knowing all of history of the whole yeah, realm but it'd for be, hundreds of years. You're right, but it'd be nice if you know he maybe would have said something beforehand. He's like, I'm three-eyed raven now, I don't want anything. And then so at the end he's like, why do you think I came all this way? <laughs> why do you think yeah. I came here? I yeah. want to be on the Freaking Iron Throne. Man, he's like Orn from Parks and Rec. The guy who dresses up in animals. He's like, I'm on an animal farm, but I am a human. And I have no powers whatsoever. Branch is dumb. But all that to say, the endings was where they ended up was fine, but the writers didn't care enough to write a proper direction for us to get to those points. Yeah, Bran needed more. I think Bran should have actually been, you know, a player in the actual battle with the White Walkers. He just was sitting around like, I'm going to get him now. They're like, where's Bran? He's watching like Avengers Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can't blame him. Great movie. Can't blame him. Came out the exact same weekend. Like, it's tough to miss. But, uh, yeah, tough. Tough look for my guy, Bran. Uh, cool. Let's, sorry, I just want to kind of fast forward and move on to something else here. Um, so, with Game of Thrones out of it, we, uh, we've always talked about big stories, right? We're, we, I think we kind of bonded in our friendship, really. Like, Game of Thrones was the first thing, but it turned out we just kind of liked a lot of the same, like, storylines, you know, with anything from like Breaking Bad where we'd make some jokes um, but then we you know, were good buddies with I think we saw Civil War together Captain America um, mm-hmm. so forth time we, I, we've seen like talked about different Marvel movies whatever it might be so uh, question we have the MCU right Endgame ended mm-hmm. uh, we had Far From Home came out which I watched it's an enjoyable film liked it enough question though going forward would you think that the majority of people are going to kind of drop off in the MCU after Endgame Marvel's at an interesting crossroads because they've just, they've spent, what, 10, 12 years just building, building all of this up Mm -hmm. to just some, building up some monstrosity. (laughs) They need, they need, they're at the point now, all of these like phase four things, these are all just, I don't know, fillers to make some money because Disney's going to make money on these movies. So they're going to make up. Yeah. Because I I will enjoy, I will enjoy watching these movies. Like, I do want to see Black Widow and, you know, the next stage of these movies, but you're at a logical conclusion to a lot of these storylines. They need something that's next. Yeah, I very much agree with you. Um, Yeah, well, I like that, and that's kind of my... So Brendan's going to hate this episode. Um, But, yeah, I I was talking to him about this. What's the reason for... I think my mom saw Far From Home recently, and she enjoyed it, uh, just on DVD type thing, but... Yeah, what's the reason for any of us to stick around, right? And that it sounds bad to say it like that, but uh, yeah, like I don't. For me, it's tough to latch on to new characters, right? It's getting harder and harder because it's just so big. And I saw Captain Marvel, and the movie just to me was I don't know. I wasn't a big fan. Um, no, some of these extra spinoffs. I mean, never mind the fact that Captain Marvel is just too overpowered. I yeah. mean, I think this is one area where DC outperformed maybe the only area where they outperformed marvel in comparing like wonder woman and captain marvel yeah because wonder woman 
with Gal Gadot. Just very well done. You had like a female empowerment movie, you could call it, but she was actually a good superhero. The character was well written, in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like, yes, this is a great one that if, if girls want to see somebody like them as a superhero, she is a good model. She's badass. She's baller. She knows what she wants. She takes it. And it's great. But Captain Marvel, that was too overdone. Yeah, I like that a lot. So with that, with the idea of, I guess, we're trying to get more uh, diversity in these films, okay? I'm always of the camp. I don't want diversity for diversity's sake, if that makes sense, right? Like, that. Let's make sure, like, we aren't... And then I, when I say it like that, I say it as, like, don't just throw a movie with a bunch of, like black characters on a screen and be like, look how woke we are, right? Give them a good story to perform. Like, that's why I like Black Panther because you gave Mm -hmm. them a good foundation and great story to work with, right? And that's what I get frustrated with is, um, for example, I saw Birds of Prey the other day and that movie is just all over the place. It's, I, I don't think it's a very good movie, right? But some reviews were saying basically like this is a takedown of rape culture. This is and they they kind of were using the movie to funnel all of their political beliefs. And I was like, you know what? But it wasn't a very good movie. So if you're going to do any good, like, service to people, like, let's make these, like, good movies into, into the actors and actresses, right? Because the argument is, well, why can't women be involved in an average movie? Why do they have to be involved in a good movie? And I'm like, no, I don't disagree, right? But at the same time, like, I want to see a good movie, with these, with any character, right? I don't go and see Hobbs and Shaw. Right. I don't care about that <laughs> trash. You know what I mean? Um, and I want to take like to, into account like the movie Widows. This was a movie that had, um, it was all women starring in roles where basically their husbands were murdered. Amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, it's great. It, it was like one of those movies that really flew under the radar. Point is like, I like seeing diversity and I also just like seeing the good characters in this, right? Because if you can... And it's tough, right? They're in a tough position. You have to make good movies with diverse actors for everybody else to go and see, right? So you're doing a disservice when you're making a bad movie with diver- like with diversity as your like main center. Because if you are, like, no one's interested in going and seeing a second, right? Which is tough. Um, but yeah, I, I like like when there's good scripts to back up. And I like your argument about... Not argument, but your comment about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was uh, like really... Fun, but like Gal Gadot carried that movie and was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was a perfect showcase for her. Yeah, and that's what I loved about it is uh, just her ability to, quite frankly, like trans, like capture the whole screen. Right. It was a, it was really like just kind of stunning. Right. And I mean, look at I mean, look no further than the fact that like, I mean, we know who Gal Gadot is. Most pe- people are more likely to know who she is than Brie Larson. Yes, and and it's. Yeah, I, I very much agree. Like, Brie Larson, I'm not... I, just, I wasn't very impressed with her performance, and maybe that was directing as well, right? Yeah, that could, have, that could have been how her character was written. Uh, you know, I hope she, as an actress, gets a chance in other different types of films, too, as a result of that. Mm-hmm. That would be cool to see, like, okay, how is she, you know, not just in this role? Yes, but... and no, in all fairness, you could come back to me and say, Connor, what about Chris Hemsworth? And I could be like, yeah, exactly right. Um, Thor was really, quite frankly... Not terrible, but like a really boring character for about four movies. Um, and then by Ragnarok, it's like, wait, we just were a first course on this. It's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So And then Fat Thor yeah. comes in. And you're like, you are hilarious. 
For real. So, <laughs> yeah, so I know we kind of tackle a little bit of diversity there, but yeah, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's important in films 100%. Definitely going to, like, get behind all that. There's a Black Widow movie coming out this year, Wonder Woman as well, which is going to be great. Um, I'm excited about both. Uh, but yeah, like, for me personally, it's it's just hard when, when movies are like, hey, all we want to do is be, like, a female empowerment movie, right? It's like, that's fine, but, like, let's let's give me a good... Let's give everybody a good script, right? Especially if you're trying to do it in the context of superhero movies and pop Well, exactly. Films. And if at the end of the day, it's like everybody remembers, like, this is entertainment. We want good stories. Like, yes, the stories that we hear are representations of the things that we experience in our own lives, which is why that we can relate so well to these characters, why you see, like, BuzzFeed, which character are you? Like, why we still talk about yeah. the other day, which house in Harry Potter we get sorted into right. like and we relate to them and I think we want to relate to all different types of actors and actresses that are in film and at the end of the day we can only appreciate them and their craft if the stories are written well yeah I I very much like that uh, and like I'm walked through a few different uh, TV shows right so just I don't want to touch on this too much further but let's take Game of Thrones for example right or Harry Potter mm-hmm. uh, Emma Watson's amazing as Hermione and because she's a very well written written character mm-hmm. um, same thing with Game of Thrones right like I hate Cersei Lannister but they they make her they make her just like has enough humanity where it's I'm in like I love my children and I love my family mm-hmm. and that's more important to me than anything else and I won't let anybody get in the way of that and you're like, I understand where you're coming from, right? Daenerys, same kind of way, right? Like, all these characters, in, and that's, I think, all the characters in Game of Thrones are pretty well fleshed out until season eight, but, or seven, even. But, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's, a, I agree with that, and I, I kind of, we'll move on from that topic, but that's probably a good idea to bring Carolina in and talk about this, mm-hmm. because she actually has a lot of good viewpoints on this, and, yeah, yeah, can really yeah. me. Also, just the perspective of, there's only so much that we can understand in terms of just who we are in our position even as yeah. just in males in this culture like there are just things we're going to be blind to 100% like there's so you're right like there's something she could tell me and I I would have never ever thought about mm-hmm. and that's important so yeah, yeah very much agree um, so yeah all right, Eric sorry we uh, yeah we got off a little tangent there but let's uh, focus on something else here so we've had a recent bout of great franchises ending all right so we talked a little bit about Game of Thrones there, Endgame ended with Future of the MCU. We don't really know where they're going to go with this, right? But we'll see. I know the Eternals is coming out this year, too. Actually, looks really good. It's got our boy Rob Stark and uh, Jon Snow in it. Mm. So, with all this in mind, right, I wanted to focus on Star Wars as a franchise that supposedly has ended. Okay? Ended in quotes. Exactly. Yeah, for real. All right, Rise of Skywalker, you actually don't mind this movie. Now, it's been well documented by this podcast my disdain for this film. All right? And I'm not here to argue. I'm not here to argue. I'm here to listen. So, Eric, I want to give you a minute and a half, two minutes here. Why should I like this movie and be okay with it? I guess because I have, in terms of, in comparing to other films where I have spent hours upon hours upon hours like pouring and being invested into the whole like the whole series the whole story for for star wars i have in my brain for one kind of segmented the pre- <laughs> the the originals as their own entity the prequels okay fine you filled in the backstory i have also hedged these last five movies as this is disney just trying to make money 
and I've tried to just enjoy it for, okay. what, for what it is. And that's really it. For entertainment value, I find it entertaining. <clears throat> I, the story is whatever. There's too much of Carrie Fisher, but it's just a little bit forced and all of that. But I still like Ray as a character. I still like Poe as okay. a character. I liked... I really liked the beginning, too, like, where they were take. I wish they had taken more risks in the beginning, and but stuck with those risks. Like, for instance, having Chewbacca supposedly die. Yeah, it would have made things better. He should have... Yes. He should have stayed. But that was... I mean, because the way they took with... In order for us to really, I think... I don't know. Understand it and actually, like, I think enjoy it. You kind of have to see some of the tragedies in a movie that you see in everyday life. Like, yeah. people die. That's like that's what happens. People get sick. But in a movie, I'm like, oh my goodness, we can have the rise and fall of emotions with Chewbacca, like 3PO, and all that. Like, And it was just kind of, I don't know, washed over at the end. But I'm, I just liked it for the entertainment value. And we talked about Avengers Endgame a lot, actually, at length yesterday. And mm-hmm. we just commented on how, how really well done that ending and all the deaths were emotional. Mm-hmm. Captain America's trip back was great. And there's like, it just felt, everything felt very uh, at peace with itself. And it knew what it was going to be and knew what it wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in this case, I was... Yeah, I mean, I, it's, a little, it's a little frustrating. Yeah. So just to, I'm not going to dive any deeper. What I was, I think, most frustrated about, having now about a month and a half, two months to think on it, I like The Last Jedi. They didn't really do that movie any favors in this movie. They didn't really play into it or play with it. It was just like, uh, let's go against this movie. People didn't like it on the internet. It's like, guys, you know, I don't mind fan servicey stuff, but if you're like, hey, we're only going to do stuff because the fans are upset, we're not, you know, that, that just takes away creative freedom. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they had to resort to Palpatine again. It felt kind cheap. Of, well, it felt cheap, and it's, you know, what was the point of blowing him up in Return of the Jedi? Yeah, man, it's, so, uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, tough luck. he was a good villain, so, you know, that was kind of interesting to see. I liked seeing the two of them team up at the end, and I was glad it didn't really last too more than that. <laughs> But. Yeah, that's a different conversation for a yeah. different day. But yeah, different all right. Day. So I want to actually move on to something more personal, right? And it's not crazy. I'm not going to ask you, like, you know. I'm not going to... Eric, give me a look, guys. Sorry. So actually, I want to talk to you. Huh. So What has... Where is this going? For real. So Continue. Eric was at... Uh, me and Eric actually were in the exact same year at UVA. He, like I said, we actually met first year. No joke, like, our first real discussion was about football at the time. Because he brought up the fact that he really liked Brett Favre. He's a Jets fan, guys. So, Brett Favre did was technically a Jet. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. And he was saying he's one of the best of all time. And I was like, nah, man. Like, come on. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady are better. And in classic Connor contrarian fashion, so that somehow latched. And Eric's like, cool. Let's let's hang out more. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, like the first person. Um, but yeah. So, anyway. With that being said, man. In college, we actually took a lot of different classes. All right? I'm going to ask you, my brother's going into college this upcoming year. My sister's graduating. Your sister's graduating. It's actually a big year for mm-hmm. kind of like... For a lot of us. For yeah. the minor Peter's household. <laughs> Remember, he's moving in, so... Yeah, exactly. One right. household. Right. <laughs> Rachel will so. be so thrilled. Connor, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I just... I, I want to get my toothbrush. It's in the corner there. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. Excuse me. Yeah. Can I, can I walk in between like you guys watch a movie? Like, yeah, that's fine, man. I'm like crawling under. Anyway, 
Eric, what was your favorite class in college? And I actually kind of want to get into advice portion, kind of get away from film for a few minutes, right? So what's um, uh, one? What was your favorite class? All right. Improv. Okay. I knew his guy. I knew his answer. I'm so pumped. All right. Tell me why. Improv. So, so I did for those who don't know. I did biomedical engineering, and because I had this idea from the age of 13, I said college is expensive. Remember, I grew up in New Jersey, where nobody went to uh, public schools. That where for college, they all had this idea, you're going to pay a boatload of money for private school. So I was like, I'm going to need to pay for this. <laughs> I like math. I like science. Let's do engineering. So that's what I did. But for three years, I'd say really just kind of college just kind of kicked my butt school-wise. Realized second year I had a class once actually in my major of 110 kids where I got the second lowest grade. I kid you not, the second lowest grade really? in the entire class. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I realized at that point, I said, I have met my match. I'm not, I'm not as smart as these kids. I'm not even in the top half of these kids. But then I had a realization, but that is okay. <laughs> 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 I am very okay with this, uh, you know? And I was content with just learning and just trying my best to learn and realizing, you know what? It's going to be okay. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You just have to try your best to learn all that you can and learn from everybody else. And UVA was a more collaborative place. So, which I found very, at least where, at least in engineering, maybe because we were all just beat down by math and science. But I loved improv because I walked in there and I had this realization. Improv was like this wonderful world where math and science just didn't exist. It was incredible. It wasn't technically improv. It was acting one. But we did a lot of improv and... uh, did you know some lip syncing renditions and? Uh, well, tell the audience. Well, all right. So, what, what was your lip sync song? So my lip sync song. I went first in the class, and thankfully the class, uh, the teachers said, "There's no shocker in you know 21st century." He said, "No cameras because that'll ruin the integrity of your performance. No cameras. Just pick a song, lip sync, little performance." And so I said, "Great. I've known all the words of Fergalicious." Since it came out, because I love the irony of it. It's hilarious. Plus, I can court it, you know, sort of dance a little bit. So, I walked in, put on Fergalicious. I'm wearing this electric blue, like, neon pants and this pink tank top that my buddies from back in high school at a truck stop on a mission trip found this pink, super tight, uh, like, wife beater that said tequila makes my clothes fall off from the <laughs> I learned I only learned 10 years later it was from a country song because yeah. I hate country sorry yeah. all you country listeners I just can't stand it um, so I wore I turned it inside out and I wore a pink wife beater a bright yellow neon belt and these electric blue pants like I'm in shock me like an electric eel with MGMT and the whole class just said um, Dude, well, that's went, a new side of you. You went first? <laughs> I went first. God, God help whoever is in second. The irony is the whole class really stepped up to the plate after that. They really? Are, oh, they did some incredible performances. Like the, um, one girl did a performance of uh, the Carrie Underwood song, Before He Cheats. Yeah. So funny. Like, by far, like, by far better than what I did. Like, yeah. another guy did, uh, like, Love Shack. That's good. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just really well done. But, you know, I think, I, I, you know, I, 
I think all of us, you know, there is nobody who is just a math science person or just a, it seems, should seem kind of obvious to say, but clearly we don't say it enough. You are not just a math science person. You are not just an English person or whatever. We are all very well-rounded. You just may have preferences for one or the other, but to be a well-rounded functioning member of society, you have to appreciate all different subjects and appreciate learning in all different areas. And that's, that's some, and that's something that acting one later, you know, later on in college career, when my fourth year, I kind of was able to take a step back. I lived in a house with eight other guys. So we just stayed up till 3 a.m. every night and pretty and party. And I said, okay, I worked hard for three years. I don't need to work this hard for the fourth year. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I liked it. I did like my engineering courses too. They were very interesting, but very mentally taxing. Yeah, I, I can imagine engineering, taking 18 credit hours of engineering would get exhausting after one semester, much less like five, six. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good for you. All right, well, good advice. I like that. Uh, so college advice. I kind of want to just actually more like life I'm a, We're just going to jump into life advice at this point. Um, so real quick, and I like that. And I like where you went with that. So I will share a quick story from my past, Okay. So, fun fact, uh, my first semester of college, I learned that alcohol existed and that a lot of girls liked my blonde hair, okay? Um, Remember, I'm, he looked like Joffrey Baratheon, Oh, so. that, was a, that was year two. That was year two, okay. <laughs> um, point is, I didn't, I didn't take my first semester nearly as serious as I probably should have, and uh, so I actually failed an econ class, okay? So, we actually took econ later, my uh, second year. That was me, like, actually, let's, I want to do well on this. I don't want to just screw around, Right. So, to, with that in mind, right, I laugh because I'm, I'm working in finance right now <laughs> with, like, FINRA license and all that jazz. So, point is, it doesn't really matter if you fail a class, not a big deal. Just pick yourself back up, try it again, and see if it works. At the same time, I learned that econ is extremely difficult. A-Rod was my, my roommate in college. You guys probably heard about him uh, multiple times. He's, He's not married to J-Lo. He's not married to J-Lo. Oh, man. But I'm sure J-Lo has some interesting friends that he she could have introduced me to. So I have to talk to him about it. Yo, he's actually changed his name on Instagram to not that A-Rod. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. He had apparently like one day, like A-Rod had said something. He was in a lot of it, tagged. And he's like, yeah, that's not me. That was like A-Rod one type thing. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so there's my my little bit of knowledge, and uh, yeah, just kind of keep working, keep growing. Um, but good job, Eric. I like that. So career-wise now, mm-hmm. why don't you tell everybody what you're doing? Yeah, so I work for Abbott Laboratories. I work in medical sales. It's easier to say just medical sales, but I'm a technician for uh, like pacemakers, cardiac devices, uh, doctors are doing procedures to give somebody a pacemaker or uh, do some kind of corrective procedures. They call them ablations, but to basically solve fast heartbeats, irregular heart rhythms, and they need they need our expertise to help when they're putting catheters inside the body. They try to figure out where irregular heartbeats are coming from, and they eliminate them. That's good. So, awesome. yeah. It's cool because we get to work. We get to work hand in hand with the doctors. You know, we don't have all the same kind of experience and knowledge that they do, mm-hmm. but we're knowledgeable in this little area, and we can be helpful. It's kind of nice. I don't have to make the final call in anything. It's all in their hands ultimately. Yeah. But depending on the doctor, they take our advice 
once you once they trust us in any business you have to have trust of course with who you're working with but once you develop that trust and level of rapport with them you can be really successful helping patients and it's pretty rewarding very much so nice so i actually want to transition slightly over to sports world right absolutely Um, and just ask you so with actually everything you said medicine and sports has gotten more complex but also more efficient Mm mm-hmm so what are your thoughts just on kind of medicine in general? But a lot of these guys, I want to focus more on like the ACL tears, right? Sure. So guys that bounce back very quickly. Uh, are you surprised? Are you impressed with these recoveries? Or is this just something that you're like, yeah, modern medicine is just this good? What's impressive is the fact that the human body hasn't changed in thousands of years. So despite the fact that, you know, people forget that we only, discover, we only discovered penicillin in like the 1940s. We're only maybe 100 years or less removed from the fact that, you know, two in five children died in childbirth. Like, some, so, but it's incredible in the fact that modern medicine in certain areas has gotten, you know, improved dramatically, but in other areas is just very, you know, more behind the eight ball, at least in the sense that, like, in my field and, um, my area of, like, cardiology, called electrophysiology, has only, really taken off since the 90s you know like we only discovered the human genome in what like 2000 yeah, I think something so. like yeah. that so what's amazing is how well uh in certain procedures like tommy john surgery uh yeah certain like acl t- acl tears mm-hmm. um you know procedures where doctors have done enough of them and have enough of a sample size to know okay this is what works this is what doesn't Um, I mean, it's cool just to see that, like, for the vast majority of people, you know if you get this kind of tear, you're out this long. Or you do this, you're out this long. That part's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, what I find interesting, too, is advanced as we are, you still have, and remember, I'm a huge Yankees fan, you still have seasons where you have the entire team plus the whole farm system is injured (laughs) for most of the year. And you wonder, how does this happen? When guys used to not get injured all this much. Great question. Um, and that's obviously... There's obviously a lot that goes into that. You could take this into, well, we're not multi-sport athletes anymore. Oh. Due to competition, you could go that route. You could say that, well, we just play more than that we did before. True. You could argue that uh, guys like take Giancarlo Stanton. The dude is so built and works out so much that he t- you also have to be incredibly flexible. So, he's- so what's interesting with that, and I actually want to, because you're you're on this this path that I really am pumped about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods had all these back injuries, right? Mm-hmm. And now Phil Mickelson says he's got arthritis, but Phil's never had the back injuries that Tiger's had. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying that they may they think it, part of it is Tiger's incredible workout routine, and the regimen was just kind of too much for him at some point. So his body started reacting negatively to some of it. So he's even had to like scale back what he was doing because he was basically doing Marine-like workouts and just playing golf in between. Yeah. I mean, you see this with, uh, like, for anybody out there who ever tries CrossFit, uh, you know, caught word to the, you know, word to the wise is early on, don't do as much weight as they tell you to early on because you will throw out your shoulders. Really? Yeah, because they they focus on, like, the cleans, they call them, where you start or clean and jerks, where you take the bar, uh, you know, big barbell down by your feet, and you hoist it all the way up and rest it by your shoulders and then push it up. 
those are great exercises that take incorporate your whole body, but you have to listen to your body and you can't, uh, yeah, you can't do too much too quickly. <laughs> that's very funny. Um, that's very, very, very funny. So I, uh, want to just, so I want to jump, I guess, into just one or two more things before we move on. So, um, so I want, I'm trying to tackle a lot of stuff with you while I got you. No, uh, so I want to. Get it all in. Yeah. So, um, once again, we were at UVA together. That's right. What was your favorite uh, personal moment? As in just me or favorite moment in general? Moment in general, yeah. So, I'm going to ask a few different reasons. So, I'll ask like a sports, favorite sports moment um, after that. But, yeah, like during your time in school. uh, So, like your favorite just like personal like accomplishment. Let's go with that. A uh, personal accomplishment was probably my uh, fourth year kind of capstone project, the project that kind of in, encapsulated all of your, this just a year of research. Mm. Uh, I took a walker that was designed for kids with cerebral palsy. Uh, kids with cerebral palsy, they have, uh, you know, they can degenerate pretty quickly with uh, muscle, uh, you know, muscular, <coughs> excuse me, deficiency in their legs. And if you don't work at it early on, early and often, they very quickly become wheelchair-bound. And it's interesting because the walkers that old people use, when you're using a walker, you're really supposed to drag it behind you because it having anything in front of you forces you to hunch over, and that's terrible for your posture, and you're putting a lot of pressure on your wrists, elbows, shoulders, all that. But to tell an old person to drag a walker behind them instead of in front of them is impractical because of issues with balance they need that for stability but a a child with cerebral palsy yes you're worried about balance but you are trying to force them to have better posture so but what we did is we took one of these walkers and uh said they waste so much energy just dragging the walker behind them we said what if we incorporate what if we do to quote to quote uh mark watney uh what if we science the shit out of this? And, <laughs> you know, what if we do math and we take basically four sensors on the handles and a big old motor and make the walker work with them? And so what we, you know, science is just a series of incremental steps. Every now and then somebody makes the huge, big breakthrough. But along the way, it's just somebody pushing the needle one step closer. So that's really all we did Okay, is we just took a big walker, like an 80-pound thing, and just proved that with just the touch of a finger could make it move just as well as one of these super light walkers that they were used. So cool. it's pretty cool. Got to learn a lot, uh, do yeah. a lot of uh, coding to it. Um, and then, you know, the next year, the next round of students took it and did a little bit further with it and then somebody the next year is going to write a you know i think wrote a paper on it uh so that was pretty cool That's you know, just yeah. just to be a part of you know the scientific process and actually do something that i thought was useful but i like that nice yeah very impressed thank you good all right um i'll move to i'll move on to all right favorite sports moment at uva is this an easy one for us or is this a tough one no it's not an easy one we had thankfully, a lot. thankfully, we had a lot of good moments. We had a few bad ones. Mm, I'm not going to remember that. We're going to ignore those. Thank you. Oh, Eric, I should, I should just try to ignore all those. Um, we're going to ignore those. All right, cool. We won so, a championship. Recently, but not when we were in school. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't um, matter. So let's, I only go and count it when, you're, when we were in school. 
when we were in school, first year, first big moment that I, not that I remember, but that I will remember forever is when we beat Duke. Did um to vault ourselves into the top twenty five, even though we didn't make the tournament that, that was, year. Yeah, that was frustrating. Oh man, that was so frustrating. But Duke yeah. was a top ten team. They were like number four, yeah. Yeah. So actually, fun fact: I got on Sports Center that night. Yeah. So yeah, I've actually I got a picture of me on Sports Center. Me and John Whittier. Actually. Wow, and you didn't yeah, invite me. Nice, hilarious. Um, that's the that was the first of many times I haven't gotten on Sports Center when he's actually yes that is wow that's very funny. Uh, I want to talk about second year actually. Mm-hmm. So I've got one that's a little bit better. Uh, the time we beat Syracuse. Yes. So I actually got out there. I was group two, um, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I was a group two. And uh, I was really excited. So, guys, there's a tier system at UVA. Group one gets in first, two, second, all the way to group ten. Eric, you you weren't deep, deep back, but you're like group like six or seven. I didn't um, I didn't get to spend as much time going to women's volleyball and women's basketball you know, no, and doing funny, all the man. games. You know what's funny is I uh, didn't go to those either. Oh, I just kind of lucked got, into it. Just um, got lucky. Yeah, just the kids got lucky, exactly. The point <laughs> is, uh, honestly, like, you lost one. I kind of got in group one. I went to a lot of games first year where it'd be, like, just as a dorm. You know, it's like, hey, why don't we all go to the game? So, like, six of us would just go. And we did that, like, once every two weeks. So we were always going and building up. point is, I was, like, a pretty decent group. And uh, I remember we were going to go to the Syracuse game. So, guys, the reason why this is important is Syracuse was practically they were, undefeated. They were number one. They were very high up. They were number one in the ACC without a doubt. I think they were like number two in the country. Oh, they were one overall. Were we were th- we were three overall, if I remember correctly. Oh, Weren't no. we three? Mm. Then what were we? We were down. We were down like we were probably like 14. So well, they were high in the ACC though. Yes, we were number two. So oh, that's basically okay. it okay. was a winner take all game for us. Yeah. So it was, yeah, we were, I only remember we lost to Tennessee that year on my sister's birthday by 30. That's right. And then yeah. we ended up only losing one game from that point to the end of the season where we lost at Duke. That was it. Um, Oh, we lost to Maryland, but that didn't count. We already won. Point is, we ended up beating a bunch of good teams, right? We just were going this tear, and we actually are a good team. We've won all these games, and then if we beat Syracuse, we won our first ACC outright championship in something like 30 years. And I remember we beat the tar out of them. That was a fun game, but, like, we were together, and I just remember storming the court. And then that night, we went and got some food, and it was just like, that was a good day. That was great. That was a good day. So, actually, I don't know why, but that memory in particular, I was, because um, it was, like, the first time, like, we'd won something. You know, it was, like, real. It wasn't like, hey, we just beat Duke. It was like, hey, we, we won. So. That was great. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so that was my favorite, and that you were involved. So, we also stormed the field at Louisville. We were terrible at football, though. So, we. Yeah, we were pretty bad. We had to storm anytime we won any game. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Yeah. We're better now. Better now. Thank you. Finally. For all. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, so. We don't have to wait for uh, a, a kicker, like the, the Penn State kicker, to miss oh, goodness. four field goals and an extra point to give us victories anymore. That was, yeah, basically, man. That was awful. Tough game for that kid. All right. Um, want to touch on one more thing, I guess, before we move on here. Uh, man, oh, I had it in my head, and then I lost it with the Syracuse story. Um, <laughs> shoot. Sorry. Uh, I've got it. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just divert course here. Uh, favorite thing about California so far? Hmm. Well, it's tough to beat the weather. That's for one. That's good. Uh, that's the easy thing. Um. I like it's or I find it interesting just how well you get a little bit of everything literally right there. You mm. may have to. You may have to. For instance, we we drove uh, what hour hour and a half yesterday to go up just to some random hiking trail but yeah i find it cool and even 
this is like also like in San Francisco where I went to a year and a half ago just for the first time, just how well you get cliffs and mountains right next to uh, the ocean. You don't get that on, on the East Coast. You get much warmer beaches. You get nice beaches that you actually want to hang out in and vacation in and spend like two weeks swimming and doing all that. Right. Uh, you don't get the same kind of surfing, but here on the West Coast, sure, the water's a lot colder, but you get mountains literally right next to the water. Uh, just kind of like a, you know, just kind of steep drop off the water. Yeah, very um, much agree. So I like that, the sake of variety. Good one. Good um, one. All right. So I remember my question, which yes. is great. All right. That's so, good. Yeah, it was. Phil Buster. So I was going to, it was good. I tried my best. Uh, with everything we kind of talked about, so I want to kind of jump back into entertainment here for just a second. All right. And this is more hypothetical. So you have an opportunity to write your own Game of Thrones prequel or sequel. Okay. So you're doing a spinoff. Yes. What is your idea? It would be either one of two things. It would be. Because you have to be, you have to be adjacent, but you can't for any for it to be a success. You can't be that close. It's got to be. Oh, maybe you have the intro, the same, but that's it. Have the feel. So, so I would jump back a thousand years with Brand the Builder. Okay. Way, way, way back in the day, because it's so far removed. It's like a totally different story at that point. Sure. Or, I would love to see just Arya spinoffs. Okay, I could do that. The girl's a badass. I want to cool. see. I but then even then, I'd want to see her all the way out in the east. I want no. I want no mention of the other Starks. Maybe here and there. You could mention it, but yeah, no. Like we don't need them. Maybe in the beginning. Way. Yeah. Maybe, exactly. Maybe in the beginning, or if you want to throw in like an Easter egg in like a season three or two or three of like a random, I don't know, direwolf or something. Yep. Or like a, like a a lady great like Lady Ironheart or something to throw way sure. back to like the books. For like her mom or something like that, but she's probably the most interesting of okay. all of all the other characters. All right, good answer. Um, baby Groot or Baby Yoda? Gosh, uh, I like Baby Groot. He's just oh a, wow! He's a punk. I like. I like. Wow, him. that was a plot twist. I was expecting Baby Yoda. No, nah, I mean, ba- look, Baby Yoda. All right, he's he's a boss, but you know he's got enough charged up for just one. One blast in a season. That's nappy time, dude. Yeah, it's he, nappy hey, he time. Two, two blasts in the season. He picked the oh, rhino up. Pardon then, me. Then he healed the guy. You're right, two blasts. I mean, Baby Yoda's great, but, I mean, it's just not a fair fight in terms of, like, cuteness and all that. Like, Baby Groot was cool. Then Baby Groot got a little bit older. But uh, I That's think. true. You got some stones on you, kid. But what do you say? He's got, you got some acorns on you, kid. That's Yeah. It. But also, Groot, I mean, he died, and then he was reborn. Okay. Does Baby Yoda That's get true. reborn? Oh, I don't want that. I don't like that. Let's not think about Baby Yoda dying. This is a happy podcast. <laughs> It'll be for another thousand years, so we're good. Dude, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, man. I think we're basically done. Uh, before we end, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for flying all the way out here just to do this podcast. Absolutely. Uh, getting on the plane in, what, two hours? So, no, I'm kidding. He actually yep. is leaving soon, which is uh, pretty sad. But Going to the airport in two hours. So Yeah, for real. So, um, no, this was fun. Uh, guys, make sure you follow Eric on no social media because he doesn't exist on there. I do. But uh, for real, Eric is really cool. I'm going to post a picture of me, <laughs> him, and Carolina from yesterday on my Instagram, and I'll post it on the Offscript one so you guys can actually see what he looks like. He's got this great beard um, that I, as we've talked about before, I couldn't grow a beard like that in six years. Um, and Eric did it in how many? How many months? 
Uh, well, I've been growing out the stash, so I think it takes me probably like two months to grow out my full beard again, and then I just okay. trim it. To grow the stash took a lot longer because it's a little wispy, shorter hairs. But for those of y'all who can't grow facial hair, those aspiring hair growers, I was probably the least likely person of all of our friends to grow facial hair Fair back enough. in high school and even through the beginning of college. And then it was just one day I realized, oh, I need to shave. <laughs> Turns out shaving is the key here. What do you know? What do you know? We wouldn't thunk it. And so. then... And then turns out in the medical field, people don't really care what you look like. They just need they just want to know if you can get the job done. So yeah, I wear I wear pajamas, well, scrubs, every day. <laughs> and uh, you know, I just comb my hair in the morning and I grow out a thick beard and it's good because otherwise I look like I'm a child. Say so it makes you yeah, look thirty. Like yeah. At least they Yeah. At least they're sitting there and they're like, Well, this guy looks like he knows what he's talking about. Well, that's just it. I mean, I had a physician tell me one day, they asked. He, I walked in, I met him, and he goes, what middle school do you go to? And I was like, uh, surely this guy must meant what college you go to. So I asked him this. <laughs> and then he goes, no, 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 what middle school did you go to? And I'm like, oh, this is how it's going to be. <clears throat> so it's a good Hilarious. time. But I also realized, I'm like, if I'm going to be telling doctors who have been in this profession for 20 years where they need to be taking a catheter and selectively killing part of a patient's heart to try to fix them. I'm like, you know, for their benefit, I should at least look like I am of legal drinking age. That's important. Last night, uh, we joked, so his girlfriend is older than him um, by a year or Five two. years. Five years, okay. I didn't want to say it, but that's nice. <laughs> it's all good. That's fair. I mean, uh, you embrace it. You are um, what you are, and you just be confident in that. Well, it's funny, because she was the oldest person at dinner, Yep. and she got carded. It None was of hilarious. Yeah, we were like, oh, okay, cool. She <laughs> likes the joke. People think that she's 22. When they meet me, they people usually think I'm like 28, 29. Really? Is usually what I get. Okay. Uh, I mean, the beard. Because also if you're quieter, it's another thing. If you are quieter and you sit and listen more, people will think you're older because it shows wisdom. That's why people think I'm still 11. Okay. Yeah, well, there you go. You know, that in, <laughs> that in the bed head. <laughs> that in the bed, dude. I had bed head yesterday. <laughs> Bad, bad head. Oh, thanks, Eric. All right, so Eric's giving us some good advice. Um, yeah, thanks, buddy. We'll do another podcast here soon. Hopefully there's something we can actually tackle that's fun. Um, nothing really great on Netflix. Maybe we'll watch some Office episodes mm. and do that this summer. That's That'd always good. good. Yeah, so thanks for joining me. And, uh, guys, make sure you always follow us on Offscript. Um, we're on Offscript Online, Offscript Instagram. I don't know, man. Offscript Twitter. We got a lot of stuff. Facebook, stay on there. I always laugh. Your uh, grandma, I think, always likes our stuff. Yeah, which is hilarious because yeah. my grandma always likes my stuff. There you go. Yeah. So Facebook you know, is for your grandma to keep up with you. You always gotta have. You always gotta have that family support. After. Don't matter. Can't afford not to do it. In this That's world, right. So, um, thanks, Mike. This has been really fun. Thanks for having me.